This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a toddler son and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, Parenting Karma. Don't say anything is going well because you'll jinx it. Plus, Biz doesn't know what actually is easier. Teresa's kids are clutter prodigies. And we talk to Margot Black, author of Where's My Award. Woo! I think this is going to be a fun show, Teresa. I'm really excited. I'm so excited about our topic today. Yeah. But I'm going to try and hold back. Okay. Not going to jinx anything by talking about it early That's on. That's right. Yeah. We got to pace ourselves. Pace ourselves. Just I, be in the moment. I'm just, it's yeah. going well right now. It is. It is. No I, expectations for the future. I've already right jinxed now the show, good. haven't I? <laughs> How are you, Teresa? <laughs> um, uh, coming, off, coming off just a really, really strange weekend, actually. Yeah. Um, so something's going on. Um. I don't know if it's in the stars mm. or possibly it's uh it's in the air. Yeah. Some sort of environmental <laughs> nuisance. Sure. Um, but my kids all weekend long uh. were anytime we were at home, and we you know, we went out and did stuff too, but anytime we were at home, they were pulling out stuff, pulling toys out <laughs> from where the toys live. Right. Which fine, that's what kids sure, do. They're allowed they to pull, pull, toys out, out. pull toys out. <laughs> But it wasn't like a lot of playing going on. Um, it was really just pulling things out to like look at them sitting there on the floor or whatever. And I spent a lot of time picking up after them. And, you know, I chose moments to like make them clean up with me and sure. do their part to whatever. But it was almost like it. then it would just appear again the same thing would just appear again moments <laughs> later all over the floor like lots of little things just stuff everywhere to the point where like I started to think they were like fucking with me <laughs> like I started to think it was like all something... work no play yes Teresa yes because it wouldn't end yeah. and like last night it was like yeah finally I like finally get them to bed I'm so tired I like go and you know, Jesse and I like have time to watch Game of Thrones, right. which is awesome. Then I come upstairs. I'm like half asleep. I'm taking the dogs out to pee and I open the front door. And what's in front of my front door outside and like in on the porch in front of our house? A pile of fucking toys <laughs> that I had cleaned up like two hours earlier. I don't know how they your, got back oh, out there. Your house is haunted. No, it was like, <laughs> like, did the kids get up right. and like bring the stuff out here? Like, I don't know when it happened or oh how. My, and uh, that is just like one. It was like, like multiple things like that. Like every this time weekend. you turn around, it's just there again. It's just there again. Yeah. Ew. Oh, yeah, it is maddening. That is a maddening place that you can get to. That like place where you're like. Usually, it's like right around the end of the day when you're yeah. just done, where you're yeah. like, literally, you're like, all I've done today, I'm like a shark moving through, <laughs> always eating. I have like one job, and it's just always picking something up. Yes. There's always something in yeah. my hand just moving yeah. through the house to do it. Yeah. And then by the end of the day, you're like, I don't want to pick up one more yeah. thing. I can't actually clean anything else today. Right. And then... Like and then there it and is, and then dinner's over. Yeah, and like what? everything's yeah. full of dishes. You again. have or to there's do like, it. Yeah. Or or just like a newspaper got laid out. Yeah. Or like somebody left a sock out, and then like that yeah. sock becomes literally 
a boulder, like a Sisyphus boulder, like coming at you. And you're like, I just want to get this boulder up the hill. Uh, yeah. There was like this one point on, on like, I don't know, Saturday morning or something. And just I was in my room, like doing that hunched yeah. hangover thing that I'm like, you know, hunting scooping, and gathering, cleaning. scooping and grabbing. And like Jesse walks into the room and I said, and I'm just thinking like how unattractive yeah. that looks, you know, like <laughs> just picking me, bending. And I'm like sore too. I'm like an old person. Sure. I'm like picking the stuff up. And I said to Jesse, like years from now, uh-huh. when I'm dead and gone, yeah. and you remember back to, to your beautiful wife, is this how you'll picture me? And I was like doing this weird, sad, like monkey right walk. Yeah. Yeah. What was his answer? He <laughs> said something good. nice. Oh, good. I know. <laughs> well, Enjoy the next 18 years of your life with kids. <laughs> Sadly, nothing we can do about that except not go bananas. Oh, How are sucks. you? I'm fine. I Stefan was out of town for a couple oh, of days. Oh. And, you know, it's, look, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Weekends are specifically hard because there's no, like, schedule or routine right. or, yeah. like, we're going to the store or you're going to have two seconds to, you know, sit down and do something. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we all know I don't have... Those kids that you can like take places easily. That's <laughs> <laughs> just not my kids. That that not them. Uh, and I've got them both. Mm-hmm. And I really was like on like two days before uh, Stefan left. I was like, I'm not going to do the grocery shopping for the weekend. Like I know that I'm not going to get to that because I don't want to take my kids for like the two store big shopping. Like mm-hmm. we got to get groceries from the house for the whole week. Yeah. So I'll go out. You know, the day before he leaves, mm-hmm. and I'll. I'll make sure that I've got stuff for us to eat for the next three days, including the day that Stefan comes home, right? Yeah. Like he's going to need to eat something. Uh, and I'll get some stuff, you know, in the house, right? Yeah. And uh, I do that. Mm-hmm. And then I realize, like, the next day that, like, I didn't have, like, milk, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, okay, I don't have milk. And, oh, mm-hmm. God, I didn't get any vegetables. So, like, uh, the day Stefan leaves, Ellis and I go back to the store to get a few other odds and ends. Mm-hmm. And then it's Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... Oh, wait, I don't, I didn't get the milk that last time we were there. I got oh everything God. but the milk. So, you know what? And they actually ate all the melons. So now I got to go, I, I need to get enough stuff in the house for like a couple of days, right? Uh, so we go, we get the milk, we get like some, some more bread, uh, and we get, you know, some snacks. Like, mm-hmm. we're good. We're set. Okay. This and is, that was the third. That was the third trip. Third, and then Sunday, trip. which is like yesterday, because yeah. we record on Mondays, Yeah, I'm like, I don't have sandwich meat for the week. I didn't get anything for lunches. Like, I got us through the, like, weekend. Right. But, like, so we got to go back to the store again. We're getting, like, lunch meat and a couple of more vegetables. four times in four days now? Four times in four days. And then this morning, I wake up. No. I wake up this morning. And I was like. You stop it right there. I've got, like, I fixed, like, their lunches. And then I'm like. I don't have anything for dinner, not only tonight, but, like, the whole week. Like, I've done no, like, planning of the week. We've got turkey and salami, guys. Yeah, because you were so busy planning for the days that Stefan was gone. And then the lunches. Like, i got lunches for the week. I have, like, everything we need for the week except, you know, meals. Yeah. Right? (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) I turned to Stefan. And I actually also said this to the woman at the checkout at the grocery mm-hmm. store when my kids were, like, destroying something. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, was doing one of those comments of, like, is there anything else you need? And I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, wine. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I said, I said, you know, what's ridiculous is that I purposely avoided my big grocery planning trip because I didn't want to take the kids for the epic grocery 
for the week trip. Right. Because that would have been really difficult. Right. Somehow that choice wound up meaning I was taking my kids to the very store every day for four days. Yeah. Which was not easier. No. It was horrible. Yeah. And here I am on Monday. And I have you to go to the store to to again. The store. Oh my uh, yeah. god! Yeah, so I, I clearly I don't understand what easy is. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how things work still. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so just that, it's like it's just it was just poor planning. Poor. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it just was dumb. It was just like one of those people like, wow, how'd that happen? I'm the queen of going to the store or even yeah. like ordering groceries online and then Jesse being like, but is what are we having like for dinner? Dinner. Like, what foods, <laughs> like what like meals do we have? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't buy that. Like, <laughs> it's not in my category. I just get like stuff for their lunches and like <laughs> snacks and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's that again. Where did all that stuff go? Like, I know. It's like, where does, where's all the fruit that we just had? I like, know. I, and if I it overbuy, goes really fast. and if I overbuy, yeah. if I'm like, they love fucking melon, I'll get three melons. No one will eat the melon. And it just sits there, rotting. It does. It's like I said to the universe, I'm going to think ahead Uh and be really helpful. Oh, no. And then the universe came back and shut the door on me, (laughs) which I think ties nicely into what we're going to talk about today, which is parenting karma. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Oh my God, Teresa, I'm so excited we're talking about Parenting Karma. And I cannot believe it has actually been, there were like three years into the show, and that we haven't talked about this. And it could just be that our friendship has just finally reached the place (laughs) where we can broach this topic. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like for some listeners, just in case they don't understand what we mean by Parenting Karma, I thought I would sort of try to define it. That's a good idea. Okay. So Parenting Karma, or you could call it jinxing mm-hmm. uh, is the act of saying something out loud about a good thing happening with your child, therefore causing the universe to pull the football out from under your historical kick mm-hmm. you're about to make. Mm-hmm. Do you think that sums it up? I really like that. Okay. Very descriptive. Do you? <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I used lots of words. <laughs> what do you? I'll just start off. Yeah. Do you believe and parent cuz you don't you and I do not believe in a lot of the same yeah. things especially in the hokey world of like weird things yeah. but I firmly believe in. Yeah. Do you think parenting karma is a thing? Uh <laughs> I mean, okay. I was going to just say yes, definitely. Okay. But I think I'm actually coming at it from a different angle. Oh. Like yeah. So can I describe? Yeah, please. So yeah. So I don't like, I definitely find, okay, I definitely find myself, if I have the thought to be like, well, um, like, here's a good example, because I'm always talking about how, like, Oscar's a great napper. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, like, if I find myself about to say, well, Oscar's a great napper, before the words hit my mouth, mm. there's this, uh-huh. wait, stop, don't do it. <laughs> and this is this is from me, like, 
getting this thrown back in my face so many times. So then I don't say it. Yeah. But it's not because I think necessarily that the act of saying it (laughs) will cause it to, like, reverse itself. Mm -hmm. It's that I'm just going to, like, get more attached to that concept if I say it because Mm. I want to be right and feel, like, a sense of control about things. (laughs) And if I say it, then I have, like, more stake, more emotional Mm. stake in that being that way in reality going forward. Interesting. And I'm more hurt when it doesn't. Does that make sense? No, it does. It's the old, like, I don't want to jinx the job opportunity. I don't want to jinx the whatever. Because, yeah, because if you say, wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. And then it's not nice. Yeah. It's disappointing. Yeah. Uh, I've. Th- that makes total sense. And I also, because I'm always saying it to somebody, yeah. then I know that I'm cr- setting myself up yeah. to look like an idiot. Well, because, because people I, always follow up and say, They always do. They always do. <laughs> well, I, I firmly believe that it's the universe fucking with me because I swear, I swear because it's such a real thing. It like, is. Here, okay. So recent, there are three things that have happened, like just yeah, one yeah. after the other Oh, we need, we need examples for okay. this, big time. All right, so... We all know Ellis hasn't been napping for me for a long time. Right. Right? Yes. And I have vocalized that. He's just about two and a half. Just about two and a half. But this has been going on since he was like two. Yeah. A long time. First turn two. Yeah. Right. So uh, a couple of last month, he started napping for me. Whoa. He napped like I got like four naps in a row. Whoa. Including a weekend nap. Oh they my were god! Like epic, awesome! Naps. And you didn't tell us. I didn't. You didn't tell any of I us. I didn't tell anybody until after the fifth. I didn't even tell Stefan, guys. Oh my I god! I didn't even tell him that it was happening. Yeah. Because I was like, I, I just, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I should keep the secret, right? Yeah. And then about four or five days yeah. into this, I decide to tell Stefan. Uh huh. And then. The same day yeah. on Facebook, yeah. while Ellis was napping, somebody said, hey, on our private Facebook group, somebody yeah. said, hey, tell me something amazing that's happening right now. Uh-huh. And I put, Ellis is napping. Oh, no. Oh, he has no. not, not only no. has he not napped no. for me since, oh, God. he stopped napping at like the preschool. No. He stopped napping for the babysitter. Okay. That is example so, one. Oh, my God. Are chills okay. all over your body, yes. guys? Because they should be. Yes. All right. Example two. Okay. Last week, yeah. Katie Bell had the back-to-school night, or maybe it was two weeks ago, had a back-to-school mm-hmm. night event where it was just going to be me and the two kids, and mm-hmm. I needed to go like at 5.30. Remember the genius? I'd ordered a pizza in advance. It was mm-hmm. going to be there at 6. And at that point in time, Ellis had not necessarily cut the full naps at the preschool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Tuesday, he had actually taken like an hour and a half long nap at the school, which was really weird. Mm-hmm. And I said, Thursday was the... The, the back-to-school night, and I said to Katie Bell, oh, we're going to keep our fingers crossed that Ellis is going to nap today at the school so that we can, we'll all be energized to go to this event tonight. Oh, yeah. And I said to the teacher uh, something to the effect of, I really hope he naps yeah. today. Yeah. And he didn't. And this was, this was I think this, this combined with me telling yeah. the universe he was napping, kicked yeah. it off. I went in and the teacher even said, he didn't nap. Yeah. It was almost like because you said out loud, yeah. it was really important that he napped today, yeah. that it didn't work. Yep. Okay. So those yeah. two things, again, in, in working together, we haven't had naps since. Yeah. Um, a friend 
I had a play date for Katie Bell mm -hmm. at the house this weekend mm -hmm. while Stefan was out of town. The friend's mom comes, and Ellis is just, like, wrecked on the couch because he hasn't napped. It's, like, mm -hmm. an hour to go before his bedtime, which is, of course, 5.30 because he's not napping anymore. Mm -hmm. So we've pushed it back to 5.30. I mentioned this in passing to the mom, and she gives me the crazy look of the, like, 5.30. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, and I said, well, it's what time he goes to bed when he doesn't nap, and he wakes up at 5.30. And she yeah. says, oh, well, at least he sleeps all the way through the night. Uh -huh. And I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> and I even knocked on wood. I even right. was like, oh, where's the wood? I knocked right. on wood. That night, fuck. He woke up every, like, 30 to 40 minutes no. up until, like, 10 o'clock. Like, 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 oh, a little pee. Ah! <laughs> a little, like, yeah. crying. Like, she just had a really hard time getting yeah. to sleep. And I was like, oh, yeah. I need to go kill a chicken in the backyard or something. You yep. know what I mean? I need to like make some sort of like n sleep sacrifice. Yeah. So those are examples, recent yeah. examples. But I feel like this like if applies to the like casual, you know, yeah. oh, and then my baby never cries on a plane. Right. And then the next trip you go on, right. that baby's going to scream the whole time. Yeah. Or my bottle, baby's really good at taking a bottle. Not with grandma tomorrow. Right. When you my, really need her my to. My kid um, has no problem uh, sleeping in undies mm. um, and, like, not wetting the bed at night. Like, <laughs> early on early on potty training. Oh, yeah, it's no problem. Yeah, it's no problem. Yeah. yeah they, got, they got the hang of yeah, It's the old, the my baby it. sleeves, my yeah. old, like, and, yeah. like, so, but I do think this actually. eat anything. <laughs> he eats anything. He eats anything. It's great. He has a really broad palate. Yeah. Here's the, or the, like, my kid always asks me about my day. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think he really cares. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's just anything that has worked mm -hmm. before, if you praise it, mm -hmm. it's not going to work the next time. Yeah, or anytime you say yeah. something needs to happen. Or needs to happen. Yeah. But what never works, yeah. which, is what it, which is what bothers me, yeah. is if I were to instead say, my child never naps. Right. And I don't even care anymore. Yeah. Like, even if I put that yeah. spin on it, like, it's the best thing in the world. Then he's just not going to nap. Then he's never going to nap. No. Right? Yeah. That doesn't. The reverse doesn't work. The reverse. You can't reverse it's the curse. It's so unfair. It is unfair. It's so unfair. Well, no, wait. I actually have to think about this. Hold on one second. Well, actually, right. as I'm saying that out loud. Yeah. I think it is true that if you're praying to the karma parenting gods, right. please God, let my child nap, right? Yeah. Or that you're not going to get it. That's right. not going to work. Right. Like the crying. So, it, so it, has to, it would have to be like a real, come from a real place. I actually don't care if my kid naps today. Which, but here's the then thing that is, could actually work. But if the universe knows that maybe you actually do care, because right. I, I literally said, right. I don't care. Right. I kind of do. Yeah. Because I don't, now I have to deal with a screwed up right. going to bedtime routine. Yeah. So if I start saying, yeah, I've even jinxed it right now. I've even right. like, just because right. in this very room, I said, I don't care. Just let him never nap. It's yeah. the best. He's going to take like some sort of crazy nap that I have to wake him up from <laughs> when I get home today. Oh. And, and then he's going to be up until like eight o'clock tonight. And I'm not going to be able to like eat dinner or like so, whatever. So again, if there's any, it has to, I think it has to be a hundred percent true. It has to be. I totally agree. But yeah. then it's like, what's the point? Yeah, if no, it were no. true, then you don't actually care. So right. And it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so what about, I have a couple things. Yeah, please. What about like... Um, <laughs> Most serious like, conversation. Yeah. What about like, um, like I feel like it's, this is like, there, there's an added component of like 
making yourself look stupid in front of other people. <laughs> like, so, like, sure. it's always with, like, family members or in yeah. like, grandparents yes. where you're like, no, he really doesn't, he doesn't nap anymore. He really doesn't need a nap. Like, oh, he looks really, he looks really sleepy. He looks like he's about to, like, fall asleep on right. the couch. Oh, well, wake him up. Like, he Wait, doesn't need to, <laughs> five seconds later, he's, like, totally conked out. Yeah. And he, ha- like, wakes up later with, like, a horrible fever. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Right, right. Or, like, like he, listen. He's not going to cry tonight. We're going to go yeah. on our date. Yeah. You're going to be fine. Yeah. He never wakes up. Or he, or the opposite. Like, he's he might be, like, really difficult yeah. at bed. Like, it's always, I'm always like, yeah, he wakes up, like, multiple times a night, so be ready for that. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, he slept through the night. He right. I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> or, like, but it's not just sleep, too. It's the whole, yeah. like, it's the, like, oh, my kid has never had a problem at school yeah. sharing yeah. or communicating no. clearly yeah. or biting somebody <laughs> or pushing somebody. Somebody down, or like whatever, you know. Like it, it, it really is. There, it really yeah. is just like it's like this whole broad spectrum. Yeah. And I have to like Stefan was like, "There's no such thing as parenting karma," but I believe I'm starting to turn him around a little bit because he at least takes me seriously when I'm like, he'll start to say, "Well, Ella says, oh, don't, don't say it. I need you to just, shh, shh, shut your mouth, shh, don't say it." Don't but talk by about your other theory. Even just thinking it fucks it up. No, I think like, you have to say it out loud. I okay, think you have to say it out loud. Okay, you right. have to like say super smugly yeah. to the universe. <laughs> this thing is great. But I think it does tie back to what you said at the very beginning. Like there is this like emotional investment, mm-hmm. uh, and like all things mystical, it is nice to have some place to just put it. <laughs> it's, it's it's the universe. Yeah, they're messing with me. Um, or like whatever. There's like a million yeah. different, you know, say you get the children you deserve. Right. <laughs> right. So, but there is something about the like, I just want this to be true. Right. Oh, and, or or just the pleasure yeah. that it has been true for a while. Yeah. That plays into that thing that I think we really wrestle with. The thing that's really upsetting mm-hmm. is that there is nothing consistent mm-hmm. uh, in yeah. in it's the world changing. of having these yes. kids. There's, yeah. It's always changing. And yes. the moment you get comfortable is the moment you're not, yeah. you know, like... I, I just needed Ellis to like sleep well the yeah. other night, like, you know, into this like third day into not having Stefan. And I was so tired and like we've been going like all day yeah. and then no nap and like everybody's crying and yeah. screaming and my children are so loud, guys. They just like have this very specific <laughs> like tone and volume. And like by the end, it's, I mean, somebody might as well just be walking around smashing a plate behind me all day like, slap, and popping plate. balloons, right? Like so those specific. two things. It's like so, it's such a specific reaction that I get by five o'clock in the afternoon. And, uh, and so like I just needed that. Right. But you're not going to get, like, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, hey, hey, it's me, universe. Wake up. Yeah. Remember, you're not going to get that. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking get it. Yeah. Well, and it's also, it ties into that thing where, like, yeah, almost like enjoying something too much. <laughs> it's like, it, you know, like, there's that, there's that, like, um pain of yeah. knowing that it's, not gonna stay Don't that way. Don't fall in love. You're no, it really heart, but you're right. Yeah, you're right. like it just it like ch- change is a part of life. Whatever. <laughs> like we're always in transition of some form or another, and it is really hard to not. I mean, because enjoying like yes. your successes is so good, and like we talk about that, yeah. where like we want to like high five each other when like something goes well and stuff. Right. It is so hard to make those successes purely about that one thing that happened 
and le- and then let that go and yeah. then like move forward with a blank slate. Like that is so it's really hard. hard. It is so hard not to get attached to those the things. joy. Yeah, addicted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. Or at that least is... used to it. Like you're... it's the same as like the sleeping through the night thing. Like we'll have a few weeks of it going really well and like everybody's sleeping till seven yeah. and this is like so great and it's so quick that I like I go from like oh this is amazing to like forgetting and then realizing oh, this is really amazing. And then bing, it's over. Yeah. And then it's like so hard to go back to (laughs) people waking up. For the record. Yeah. I prefer to think of it as karma and that it is within my control to Mm. prevent that from happening than having to face that intensely reflective (laughs) thought that I need to work as a person to just enjoy the moments Mm -hmm. as opposed to wanting that moment to become... My every day, because mm-hmm. that sounds really hard. Yeah, it's too hard. Let's <laughs> let's forget about that. Just forget I said it. Fuck that. <laughs> Teresa. Yeah. Here's something they don't tell you. After you have a baby, you may be one of those lucky people who sneezes, coughs, laughs, bends down, jumps on a trampoline, I don't know, and a little pee comes out. No one told you that was going to happen. That is so true. But apparently one in three women experience (laughs) this problem after having kids. And so if that happens to you, you're not alone. At all. (laughs) (laughs) And now there's a really nice product that is just for you. Icon Underwear makes beautiful underwear for women. They have hipsters. They have bikinis. They're really nice, and they look and feel just like regular underwear, only they can hold up to five teaspoons of liquid. This is truly something that solves a problem that many of us have in a stylish, beautiful, comfortable way. Nothing else feels normal after you have kids, so why not give yourself this thing that does? Icon comes with a 100% satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not jumping for joy, as they say, (laughs) um, they will refund you. So go to iconundies.com and check out their gorgeous underwear. You can use the code BADMOTHER if you'd like to get $5 off your order, and I don't know why you wouldn't. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius mate. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Lower your standards. <laughs> lower them. Whatever they are, lower oh, them. Even immediately. lower? Yes. Even lower? So I may have had a touch of the PMS over the weekend, <laughs> and I cannot even count the number of times a huge capital letters F word was going through my head, like in my head. I just, that's what I was thinking pretty much all weekend long. Wow. Um, And 
did I say it out loud even one time to my kids, despite the fact that I was thinking it really hard all weekend long? No, not one. Not one F-word outburst from me. Wow. I kept it all in. You crammed that shit down. I did. Good job. Well, it wasn't too far down. It was pretty <laughs> close to the surface, but it was inside. It didn't come out. Good job. Thank you. I think that that is remarkable. Thank you. Because I was not as successful with my general pleasantness <laughs> over the weekends. God, why do you guys do what they're doing? <laughs> Oh, sack of garbage is my latest expression. Good job. Thank you. All right. This is kind of, again, bar, Barlow, but it's actually some sort of miracle for me. So Stefan came home from his trip yesterday. Uh, we were sitting on the couch for a little while, and I looked at him, and I was like, hey, I'm not even the slightest bit resentful that you've been gone. Ooh. I felt none of it, guys. Yay. I mean, we've been together a really long time, and, I, and this was like a long weekend and yes. everything, but like... I, honest to God, it was like, hey, welcome home. Wow. There was no, like, there was nothing. Wow. And Stefan was like, I noticed. <laughs> and I was like, huh. Quick, let me write that down as my genius moment yeah. of the week. I don't, know, I don't know what great. was different. And I don't know what happens. Now I probably now screwed it up. It, it's over. It'll boil It'll up on Wednesday. Again. On Wednesday, it's going to boil up. Uh, anyway, there you go. That's awesome. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, thank you. Hi, I'm calling in with a genius. Um, my husband and I had not been on a date in a while. We have an eight-month-old, and so we decided to go to a drive-in movie, and we brought the baby with us. We went to one that was at night, so before we left, we got the baby in his pajamas and got him in his car seat, and he always falls asleep in the car. He slept the whole way there. We made him a little bed in the back seat, and he slept through the entire movie. We sat outside the car in a hammock and snuggled and had a drink. And then after the movie, we just put the baby back in the car seat and brought him home and put him in his crib. He slept through everything, and we got to have what felt like a childless date, and we didn't have to pay for a babysitter, and I didn't have to worry about how he was doing. And it was pretty genius. So I wanted to share that. Thanks. That's, That's so amazing. Genius. Yeah. It's amazing. Good job. Good job to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. Awesome. Failures. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. I have another poop failure this week. Really? Yeah, it's like I'm on a roll. I know. Congratulations. Yeah. So um, Oscar's two and a half, and I'm like starting to think I should like get the yeah. Act together on the potty training stuff. Like, it's not an emergency, but like, I, over the next yeah, few months, I want to yeah. get going with that right. stuff, you know? And so we're at home on Saturday morning, and um, I knew we were going to be around for a while, and I already had laundry to do. So I was like, you can just wear trainers this morning. Mm. I'm putting the potty out. You can wear trainers because it kind of like, it just holds the pee in. Yeah. You know, it's not like, um, it's not like regular undies. So right. there's like a little bit of padding and like I can take him to the potty a few times. And he had like already pooped that morning. So right. I knew that was like out of the way. So I was <laughs> reading with Simon um, in the living room and like kind of not paying attention to what Oscar was doing. Like he was just, yeah. I could hear him playing in his room. Right. And which is like the next room over. And I was like, you know, he's fine. Um, but then he starts going, <laughs> mommy my foot my foot oh, no. and I'm like what's wrong what's wrong and I come over and he's got poop on his foot okay that's the first thing yeah. I see but then I realize there's poop on his leg and poop like coming out of just the trainers pour, like yeah. a lot, a lot of just poop. a lot 
And I mean, he's like, it's everywhere. Yeah. And so I'm like, uh, and so then I'm like trying to figure out like where this happened and I can't get a, like a clear answer from him. And he's telling me that he was trying to use the potty. So I'm thinking he was like sitting on the potty maybe, but didn't pull the trainers down. Uh, like maybe he yeah, sat on the sure. potty and then like, but these trainers, they're like a size three. They're a little bit big. They did not hold anything in. I mean, it's right, just a just, complete mess. So yeah. I get, I'm trying to clean him. I get him into the shower because it's like the best way to like really yeah, clean yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, of course. I'm cl- I find like a little spot on the floor. So I'm like, I'm trying to get the, it's just s- such a huge mess. Well, any, anyway, I get him clean. I get the stuff ready to go down <laughs> to the, to the laundry room downstairs. And then I'm in his room with him picking out clothes. And he, again, he goes, ah, my foot. And I realize he has, again, stepped in this area that I didn't notice before on the kid's rug. Uh, that it ha- rug. just has tons of poop, like, ground into the oh. rug. And then I notice, oh, it's actually all over Simon's bed. Oscar was, like, playing on Simon's bed for a oh while, God. I guess. So, like, oh Simon's stuffed animals have oh my poop God. on them because he keeps stuffed animals all over his bed. He has stuffed animals, his comforter, yeah. um, the bed, uh, the rug. Uh. It's just... I mean, it's just, it is literally a shit show. It is literally a shit show. And I'm like, and, and then at this God, point, you know, so then I just spent the morning cleaning doing laundry all day. and cleaning yeah. soup. That was like all day. that one stupid decision yeah. to put trainers on Oscar was like a two hour mistake. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I still have this sinking feeling there's mo- more oh, there's, poop yeah, somewhere that I just haven't found. Like an Easter Several egg. days later. Yeah. yeah. Well, awful. Yeah. Wow. Not gonna try again on no. that for a few months. Just wait till he's five, yeah. and he's begging for it. Uh, so <clears throat> we have a lot of signs around the house that Katie Bell makes, like you know, mm-hmm. come learn this in my room, or come oh, yeah, yeah, this five o'clock. Nice. Like a month ago, she put one on the fridge that was like bracelet sale, right? And she she wanted to get rid of some of the jewelry that she had, right? It was like bracelet sale, mm-hmm. you know, twenty five cents for the bracelets. So mm-hmm. you know, between eight. And 8.30, right? Because mm-hmm. she goes to bed at 8.30. Right. Uh, so, you know, in we go. We yeah. buy our bracelet for 25 cents or whatever. Yeah. And then, like, a month passes. There's been, like, no more bracelet sales. There's been, no, yeah. like, no more anything. Guys, yeah. I mean, really, they're, like, things stuck all over all my house. All over the house. Like, I, know, I know about that thing. So I was yeah. like, I'm just going to take it off yeah, the front of the take fridge. take it down. Yeah. It's time. We're done. So take yeah. it down. It's not a big deal. Oh, no. And I'm thinking in the back of my head, do I do this? Yeah. Should I check with her? Yeah. yeah. I'm in a cleaning, but I'm just going to take it down. I'm going to throw it away. Yeah. Right. That, no, two days later. It was two days later. Took her two days to notice. Yeah, because okay. she's going to have another bracelet sale. Oh. And she comes in and she's like, she's about to change something on the bracelet sale sign. Oh. Where's my bracelet sale sign? And I was like, oh, and because it's so clearly not a I don't know where it is kind of lie. Yeah. You can't do that lie. Right. Like, the only person. Yeah. Oh, I tossed it's it. It's totally yeah. me. Yeah. I said, and I already know. I already know this is going to be hardly upsetting. Yeah. So like, I take a moment and I say, oh, Katie Bell. Yeah. I threw it away. I'm so sorry. I was cleaning the fridge and I didn't think there were any more bracelet sales. Yeah. And I threw it away. And she has a total breakdown. Yeah. She's like so sad. Well, well, is the trash, is it still in this trash? Oh, and I'm no. like, I know it's not yeah. there. Like, I know yeah. how gone it's it gone. is. It's gone. And I say, yeah. so she's really upset. I felt awful. Mm-hmm. You know, I do the whole like take a breath and be like, I'm really sorry. I, 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 you must be feeling very sad and I'm so sorry. Would it make you feel better 
if I made you a new sign? And mm-hmm. she was like, yes. Mm-hmm. And then Stefan was like, <laughs> Stefan was like, and maybe bye. Six or seven. And I was like, stop. I, was like, stop. I did want and I did want to stop because I was like, I don't want to teach her that like the the right. th- that like that will fix it. Yeah. She and I ha- she's gotta learn to forgive me. Right. And I have to Making show a new her signs sign like right. appropriate. And then will yeah. you forgive me? Yeah. Do you accept my apology? That yeah. And then of course I went in and bought like all her junk. Right. I am calling with a fail. I was changing my fifteen month old diaper this evening after picking him up from my mom's house. And I was really excited for a second and thought maybe he'd actually tried some carrots and some vegetables that day. But no, when I looked closer, it was an earplug. <laughs> yeah, he had taken to stealing earplugs off my nightstand and chewing on them. So I now put them up high on the headboard, but one must have fallen off and he must have found it. Because, yep, there it was. Earplug in the poop. <laughs> Luckily, it passed through the system without problem, and he didn't even act fussy. So there it is. I'm really glad it didn't happen while my mom was taking care of him. <laughs> she probably would have freaked out. So that's it. Thanks. Bye. Uh, amazing. Yeah. It really is amazing. It is amazing. That is truly, it's amazing what you can find in the strangest of places. <laughs> <laughs> Teresa, yes. let's call a parent. Great. Today we are calling Margot Black, who is the driving force behind the Hollywood-based boutique agency, Black Ink PR and Marketing, and a working mom creator of the acclaimed comedy memoir, Where's My Award, which really is the best title for a book. I know exactly what that means. Um, <laughs> it's basically her humorous love letter to working moms everywhere with a little bit of celebrity and Hollywood glamour thrown in for good measure. Uh, her hobbies now include pairing red wine with her son's leftover chicken nuggets. She must be in my house. Uh, scratching labels off of supermarket cupcakes for bake sales and deleting spam. She's living the life, guys. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Mark. Go. Thank you, Biz and Teresa. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> uh, we're going to start off with what we ask all our guests, which is who lives in your house? Who lives in my house? Well, I live in my house, and my uh, sexy beast husband, Rob, lives here, <laughs> and our very special spawn, eight-year-old, Jet, and we have a new rescue dog, and his name is Bingo. Whoa! Mm, we have dog. a dom- dog named Bingo. I really like that you named your dog Bingo. Yeah, I just really like uh, that. Yeah, that's a great name. Just wait to come. My first dog and my son's first dog, and I. Oh, I grew up in New York City with only cats because you can't walk. Yeah. you know, out. And I always wanted a dog named Bingo. So that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's get into something else, which I, I wanted to talk before we kind of get into the book, and uh, you know. Maybe getting some thoughts from you on on balancing uh, life and work. Um, it, it, that is, before you had kids, we sometimes ask our guests this, was there, how did you think life might be like after kids before you actually had said kids? Uh, and, uh, and That is any... such a great question. And first of all, you guys, I just want to compliment you on your show because... Oh. The thing, your show is fabulous, and what I love about your show is it just celebrates all the imperfections of motherhood. 
<laughs> well, we are walking examples of that. Anytime <laughs> that we can remind too. people. Well, that's just it, is that we actually really all are. And it really doesn't matter what you're doing on the daily basis. You know, Teresa and I have a whole long love affair with saying we do not believe in the mommy wars. We think they're bullshit. Everybody's kid's not sleeping. Whatever you're doing during the day to get your day together, whatever that is, is what it is. Like I, I, We all share this common theme of we're all working really hard, and, and it is really hard. So it is. It, it's just it really is. hard, and that should just Joyful be... Joyful and delightful, and I often tell my yeah, kid, you sure. know, nothing that doesn't take work is often, like, without great merit, but right. this is, too. Yeah, this exactly. Is too. But so, I want to... So I bring that we... back only because you said, what did I think life would be like before <laughs> I had kids? <laughs> And I'm going to tell you what I thought it would be like. I thought it would be really easy to like, you know, like the pottery barn pictures <laughs> to wear white clothes and have white couches and everything yeah. would be really zen. Yeah. And I was a really, really excellent mother before I had kids. <laughs> <laughs> like well, that's true. We all, sure. are. we all are. We're yeah. really good at We're this. All really We're good all really good before, before they it. show up. Yeah. yeah. Right. Before I had kids, I was a perfect mom. <laughs> I was the pinnacle of good manners. May I please? Oh, of course. Yes, mm-hmm. my special spawn. And um, I had excellent nutritional knowledge, mm. you know, and balanced meals. <laughs> and my child would never have a tantrum in the supermarket. That was before I had kids. <laughs> and then after I had kids, I was... First of all, after I had children, I felt like I owed an apology. My stupid single <laughs> self, lovely, my, like my beautiful single self, but stupid towards family life, I'd have to say. Because when you're single, you actually have time to think about things like, does my manicure match my pocketbook and match my car? <laughs> oh, my God. You know? my God. Yes. <laughs> Remember when you went on a date and you actually had time to contemplate like how perfect your underwear was? Yes. Like, <laughs> And you could think about, like, your outfit for six hours or something before. Right. I mean, you remember that? No. If I took all that time that when I was single and I used yeah. it towards, like, my greater good, I would have had a Ph.D. and an MBA by now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I was just, like, engrossed in whatever the lost trails of me. Like, time to linger in a coffee shop? Like, I look at people now through the window, you know, holding a kid in hand, running to karate. I'm like, who are those people? Yeah. Um. But then once I had a kid, so my single self owed an apology, (laughs) my 20-year-old self, working self, owed an apology to any working mom I ever judged in Mm -hmm. ways like this. Ponytail again? Mm. Same handbag again? Now, mind you, like, let's say my 22-year-old self, you know, 24-year-old self that had a Abundant amounts of time. Yeah. <gasps> Leaving at five exactly again? Yeah. Have we lost all ambition, lady? Mm. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> <Does> somebody... Damn. <laughs> uh, I'm not kidding. Why would you not want to go out for cocktails at 730 with the team? Right. Yep. Now yeah. I totally get it. Now I totally, totally you get, get it. it almost also, too well. I know. <laughs> it, it's well. We I'm talked sorry. about karma Same today. Serious. The mom karma has yeah. come back on you. <laughs> we talked about the karma earlier, and that's it. It's the like, I can't believe, I would never, if my boss needs me there, I'm there, or I'm going to do the cocktail. I'll never have that yeah. life. And then you have that life, and it's like, that just happens. That's yeah. exactly right. Right, but in fairness to myself now and to every woman now, I am way more of a ninja worker now than I ever was. Yeah. Right. No, I'm better. Yeah. I'm more efficient. 
I'm wiser, my priorities are in line, and I know how to get the job and all shit done quickly and efficiently. Like, so that 24-year-old girl who's hanging out, she's still not that efficient, doesn't know what to do, her time is filled up, she can't tell the difference between her work life and her social life, you know, blah, 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 blah. But... Um, I do feel like my 20-year-old self owes a couple of working moms an apology in hindsight. <laughs> <laughs> well, so here's a question. So you, did you, was your your PR firm, had you started that before you had uh, your child or was that something that you started shortly after? Were you doing it that was, specific It was work? all blended. It was like a year, two years, a year and a half before. Yeah. A year and a half before. Um, and, and then once I... I, maybe two years before, like I, it was just at the time I had kind of met my husband. I was transferring out of show business and into just PR and marketing. And um, I, but once I had a kid, it was so essential because mm-hmm. I worked for myself so I could thrive. But I also had such different demands. Like I had to reinvent everything because nothing was, there, there's a chasm of life. It's like you, you look at yourself and it's beautiful and amazing, and I've never been happier, but it's a different universe. It's like you just sailed off on a rowboat, and you look at this land behind you, and it will never be the same. You will never go back. There's right. like before birth and after birth, and um, it's just a different universe. Yeah. And so it, you have to operate in a completely different way. This actually leads to my next question, which is we, we talk about on the show, and I think, again, a great equalizer between all of us is this idea that, like, after the first kid comes, like how, I mean, yes, life is upside down because there's a child there, but we as individuals uh, are suddenly stripped of like who we were, or at least we feel that way. Like we just don't feel like the same people because we can't stay for that, you know, that 730 cocktail or the thing that we thought was really cool. We just don't even have time for like, there's this whole sort of trying to figure out who you are again. And I think we all struggle with that. And even after we've been in it for a few years, and this is what I'm getting at, and that is, okay, I can get super frustrated and very angry looking at that amazing Pinterest do-it-yourself sandbox, right? All I want is to have that, make that sandbox for Pinterest my child, right? I know, die. I know, but, but like, so, so like that's, but that's like, my, and if I don't do it, life goes on. However, no. you work in a field in which you are surrounded by the ultimate pens in, in some way. I mean, you're doing PR and marketing and Hollywood and people here are truly beautiful. <laughs> I mean, they are like, I mean, like, and you don't, and you don't see the celebrity, you know, I, I actually feel it's very unfortunate for a lot of celebrity uh, working parents because there's such a weird light shined on them that like, you, th- there's no way they could be dealing with the same stuff. And an example would be, you never see, you know, uh, their kid having the meltdown in Target because, you know, maybe they're not in Target, right? Like I, there's like this, you're surrounded by the ultimate feeling of everybody's doing this better than you, maybe. Or like right. it has to be perfect. Or it has to be in perfect. In order to be okay, so in order I, to be in public. Yeah, so I do yeah. wonder, as you're wrestling with the normal stuff we go through of trying to sort out work and trying to sort out who you are as a person and like where you want those to be, did you have to like re-message yourself a little bit? Like was there this like weird pressure, especially as a PR person, to like create this unique version of yourself? Or were you just like, fuck it? <laughs> no, that's an excellent question. I think 
um, there were many points in there, and yeah. all of them brilliant. But one of them is um, that you, as your child is born, you lose a whole identity, and you gain a new one. Right. But I think you also have to learn how to birth yourself in a new way. And part of the part that's so difficult is there's so little nurturing for the mother, and you need so much, and the world, like, gives you none. You know, when you're pregnant, you get tons. Ooh, yeah. look at your bump. It's so, can I touch it? Can I open the door for you? Do you need an orange juice? Can I get the hair for you? <laughs> you know, the whole world is, like, there when you're just a pretty bump. But once that bump is gone and you actually got a kid that barfs and poops and is dirty yeah. and cries, nobody wants to be near you. It's like you're all alone on an island and good luck. Right. And that part's really hard for women. And um, I think there's a huge amount of abandonment for women yeah. when you first have a kid, and it's shocking. And then your workload, like, more than quadruples, and why aren't you doing it well? It doesn't look pretty. <laughs> Where's dinner on the table? All right. that. It's all too much crap to uphold. And so I think that shock for women is so big. And you just, exactly when you need some help and some mothering, there's just none there for you. And the demands are so intense. And the outward um, asks for what you should look like and be like are insanity. Right. Insanity. So, and, and so you're up against all of that. Um, and then you said things like, you know, Pinterest. And you re- one of the best things I could tell women is it's all manufactured. Everything. <laughs> Jennifer Everything. Lopez doesn't look like Jennifer Lopez in the morning. Right. I'm telling you, she just doesn't. Britney Spears doesn't look like Britney Spears without a posse of six and good lighting and all of that. Yeah. So I can make everybody look super, super sexy with, you know, a couple thousand dollars and six <laughs> hours of work. <laughs> Myself I'll see, included. I'll see you at 12. <laughs> <laughs> and then some things you just have to stay away from. Like for work, I sometimes, I love Pinterest so much. It's like a crack addiction. Yeah. But I love, and I hope every listener on this show right now goes to Pinterest fail. Oh, yeah. You will feel so much better about yourself. And I think it's the <laughs> truth, Pinterest fail. I think Pinterest fail is life as it is. Right. And Pinterest is as you would wish it would be and never <laughs> is. But that's never like, but that's is. Like, but that is what we deal with as parents all the time. I mean, almost just even like without kids, I think we deal with that like in our careers and our relationships. Why is it my relationship? Like it is here or, you know, like we, we are – that is that pottery barn story is told to us like every day, but you're never going to get the catalog where everything looks like shit and somebody <laughs> drew all over that beautiful white bed. You know what I mean? The old, that catalog, I'd be like, is there a catalog that tells me that stain's going to come off? I want that catalog. Show it me is, that. I actually think it's one of the reasons, and I think I wrote about this in yeah. my book. I hope you felt that I wrote about it in my book because it was my intention. It's, re- yeah. it's one of the reasons I love listening to ladies like you. I love shows like this. I love comedy because I don't think women, I don't think people in general get enough dose of what life really is, like what it really looks like. I think we're all, especially women, a lot, there's a lot of misery amongst women. And I think so much of it is because you're given a false image of what you could possibly look like. Nobody looks like that. Right. They really don't. I mean, if you even think about what supermodels like look like, it's maybe 1% of the population. Yeah. So we're all comparing ourselves to that out of the gate. So every time you open up a magazine, you just think, this is fiction. I'm flipping through <laughs> fiction. 
Well, because you know what? That's so funny because that's, you know, like we, I do tell my daughter, I have a six-year-old daughter, and when my son is older, I will tell him the same thing. But like when we, you know, go places and they're like superhero, you know, stuff out, I I have to say, you know, like that's fiction and it's a lot of fun to read it and, and it's, you know, it's fun to imagine these things, but it is fiction. But you're right. We don't tell ourselves that very often. And it's a really, really good mantra to start adding to our bazillion list of mantras that we need to remind ourselves of every day. It is, because don't you know how good you feel like when you're listening to one of these conversations, or you're on the radio and you're hearing somebody else say, this is how you do it, or this makes me feel better. When I have playdates with other moms and we're having a cocktail and yeah. everybody's sloppy and everybody's happy, yeah. and it's all perfect, it feels great. That's right. But when you're looking at the whole line of you don't measure up to this, and it's something that's really fiction. Yeah. And exceptionally expensive or something. Like, I just wish there were more times where you could say, um, you know, what things really do look like or what people really do look like. <laughs> well, so uh, so let's let's talk about the book a little bit. It is this, like, beautiful sort of homage to, to working moms. And, I, you know, I, was there – did you find it therapeutic for yourself? Was there, like – what was your intent – in, in putting this out there? Actually, um, that's a great question. And first of all, thank you for saying that because I loved writing the book. Um, but it was, remember earlier in this conversation, we talked about how you almost have to rebirth yourself. Yeah. So when my kid went to kindergarten, you know, I sort of felt like um, I used to write comedy and I had mm. let that part of myself go because in the first five years, yeah. it's very intense motherhood. Very, very intense. Yeah. And um, kindergarten is a major milestone for many parents. Your kid is, you know, off to the world and there's much more time. And I thought, okay, well, let me bring back that part of myself. And I did want to sort of see, as a publicist, I thought I'd try things blogging. I'm very uh, tactile. I learned very well by doing. And I thought, well, let me just have my own blog. And so I thought, <clears throat> just on comedy, just on motherhood, and all I was going to dedicate to it was one hour a week for 52 weeks. That's it. <laughs> I was going to see. And I was going to like literally write it on the can or while locked in the bathroom for three minutes. And, um, and as I started to do it, it was really, really fun. And I found a part of myself back mm. and a part that was really important to me. And I, I would wager to take the, you know, the comedy part back more than the, oh, my hand, my fingernails match my handbag part or yeah. look how cute my underpants are part. Some parts can go forever. <laughs> and, um, but I really liked it. And then I really started to write about things that were frustrating to me in the time when mm-hmm. it had been happening, but I couldn't focus. So it was therapeutic because you look back and you're like, oh, I would do it again in a heartbeat. But wow, I made it through that storm. And now I know who I am. Do you have advice or thoughts for people, for, for all of us working out there to make us feel like we can keep doing this and not go out for milk and never come back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do. First of all, I want to say kudos to you both, ladies, because it was an earlier show where you were talking somewhere about the fact that parenting is hard because it just feels like it never ends, you know, like the work never ends. And that part is true. But so when you have a job on mm-hmm. top of that, yeah. it sometimes just feels like endless work. But I do have some tips and, um, and some things that have really helped me, and I hope it's of help to other people. And um, first of all, I love, I think it's important, no matter what you do, that if you have to work, just drop the guilt, drop any moment of it, because it is a world where many people have to work. And if you do need to, it's important that your kids see parents earning money and able to earn what they get. And you just have to drop the guilt and just, it's part of life if you're going to work. And I was one of those people that just had to work. And so 
there were a couple of ways I figured out how to make life a little bit easier. Um, one, and I have just a bunch of tips. If you, would you like just some tips? Cause I would yeah. just rattle yeah, them we off. Love, Give us your tips. We love some tips. Okay. So first of all, just whatever you can do, the number one task for you as a mom is to make your life easy, your life easy. So everything that happens to you in the world outside of work, you think, how can I streamline this as does this work for my family? And for my family plan, because I feel like the world is so busy and so distracted that you're barraged with requests. Can you do this for the bake sale? Can you get this? Can you be here? Can you do this? And you really have to first think, what is good for my family? So for my family, personally, I want to always be with my family on the weekends, connected and hopefully with a lot of play. That's good for us. So all the requests, if they start to come in, I start to measure it against, is it going to work for my family for us to have some fun together? So maybe we'll go build a garden if we're doing it together Mm. for our family or our school. But the the requests that start pulling my family in different directions, I start to really think differently about this, about those on the weekends. Right. Now let's get to the work week. So first, when you're getting dressed and going for work, for clothes, just have like an, just have some sort of a work uniform. Mine is black pants and a colorful top and a gold bag. Boom. I'm dressed. Nice. A variation of that. Have three of those. And, you know, and one fancy and just same way you lay out outfit for your kid, just have it. Like, don't make it too tough. And that's my work uniform. I literally have a work uniform, black outfit, you know, black pants, colorful top. And then for work, it's a wrap dress, uh, tan heels and a gold bag. I'm out the door. It's very uncomplicated. Nice. That's that's actually pretty streamlined for everybody. Yeah. You know, there are a couple of things that you can do for the work week to make it really easy for yourself, too. And I call it like the the feel good habits that work for you. So for myself, and this is like in working parents, I've got a standing Taco Tuesday date with another working parent. So Mm. every Tuesday, our kids have Taco Tuesday together. We have a good time. Have a margarita, Taco Tuesday. There you go. Nice. I don't have to plan it. It rolls around every Tuesday. So it's good. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. You know, when my kid was in preschool, we had park picnic Wednesdays. I had three moms. They, you know, just find your tribe. Yeah. And when I say find your tribe of moms, I mean this, moms that you can coordinate with, with only one or two communications. Whoa, yeah. I like that, I like yeah. that too. Right. Hey, Biz. Hey, Teresa, you want to have a picnic in the park on Wednesday? Great. I'll get chicken. You get plates. You get drinks. Great. We'll rotate. See you there. Yeah. yeah. Just make it easy. Make it reoccurring. And make it effortless. Yeah, it's just easy. That's yeah. right. Yes. I love it. I love it. I'm so glad that makes me so happy because it's really worked for me. And it came from a lot of time of like, you almost have to mourn the old you. Well, that's right. And let it go. Yeah. And absolutely. that doesn't mean you can't have fabulous outfits. I love my outfits. But during the work week, they're pretty homogenous. They're you know, they're all kind of similar. But who cares? I'm dressed. I'm done. I'm there. I got well, five minutes. That's just it. Who cares? It's I got actually five minutes okay. and now I got yeah. right. Yeah. I, I used to have like 15 lipsticks. I got three. I'm yeah. good. Yeah. No one's like, the lipstick police are not like out at your office, like wondering about, you know. And when that 20-something-year-old is judging you about your lipstick, you have the confidence of knowing that one day she won't be judging you anymore. She'll right. be calling you up to apologize. Right. <laughs> well, right. Margo, thank you so much for joining us. This was so much fun. We're going to link everybody up to the book. Where's my award? The title just, again, it is how we all feel at the end of our day. It really is a lot of fun. And that's what we need. We need to just let you it go. You need a to bit. have some fun, everybody. And I, can I give you one other great tip? Because it yes. really helps everybody. Just yes. 
for all women almost, just lower your standards <laughs> on perfection and cleanliness, and I think we're all off to a good time. Yeah, so that's good. right. Amen to that. Just lower the bar, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, uh, okay. and then it's called Where's My Award? Just to give it a plug, how to get baby barf out of a red that's carpet. Right. That's right. That's right. tales from a working mom in Hollywood. I, and, uh, and I hope you do learn how to get baby barf out of a red carpet or any other carpet because, you know, it's just part of the prize package. That's right. That's right. Well, thank you so much. And we'll make sure uh, that everybody can get a hold of it. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you, Mom. Yay, Mom. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Have a great day. Bye. I send a message. Pick up the phone. Much fun. That's so great. Fun. Yeah, and great good tips. tips. Really great. I, I really appreciate the 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 big tip that mm-hmm. keeps coming out on our show is lowering Lower the bar. Yep. Where's Lower that it. parenting book? Lower uh-huh. the bar. Yeah. Pull up your chair to yeah. the lower bar, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Way better. Way better I, over here. You know what it is? It really is. It just again, it goes back to show that point. Whatever label somebody has put on you or you have put on yourself in terms of like what you're doing between the time you wake up and the time you crawl mm-hmm. back into bed is irrelevant mm-hmm. to the fact that you are juggling a ton of stuff. Yes. We are all juggling a ton of stuff and yeah. every day it's different. Mm-hmm. Every day it's not the same. Everybody gets to celebrate that joy of the fact that like whatever was smoothly going along with work and children and family and all, it, it possibly might not be on Tuesday. And you have to adjust and roll with it again. And I really, really like the idea. And maybe we're all doing this without even being aware of it already in our lives. But this idea of picking out streamlined things that, you know, I I do plan those groceries at the start of every week. I don't have to think about it. I just know, like, I just look at that list on the fridge and tonight's spaghetti night or taco night or whatever. Um, Or I love the idea of your uniforms. Yeah, I really like that. Like, I was like just talking to my sister about this a few weeks ago because she's getting ready. Well, she has a couple more months before she has to go back to work. But she was like, she's in that like postpartum phase yeah. where she's like, I just don't have like, I don't know what to wear. Like, I right. don't have, and I was like, you need like a uniform, like yeah. just a thing that you can just put on. And it really is true. It suddenly makes life so much easier when you figure out like, oh, there's a formula to this. Yeah. I need this and one of these and that and I'm ready to go. That's fine. You can always throw throw a necklace on guys or like whatever you know like it doesn't have to be you don't have to have it doesn't have to be like frumpy or drab either like it doesn't mean that you just are wearing like yeah anything yeah Yeah. it's no it's really great things that go together yeah so i just i really thought it was helpful and it's a really fun book guys so uh, we hope that you will check it out speaking of things that are routine on the show it is as our routine dictates time to listen to a mom have a breakdown. Hi, one bad mother. I'm calling with a rant. I have an eight-month-old baby who is refusing to nap. And for the last week and a half, all I have had is an hour and a half of crying every day in the middle of the day by myself. And I am tired of it, and I don't want to do it anymore. And I'll stop it off. Spring started, but then it snowed 10 centimeters. 
and it looks like fucking winter out here and I had to get out my winter boots again because my rain boots both have holes in them and I didn't notice until we got to play group and so my socks were soaking wet and my toes were frozen when I got to play group this morning. <sighs> That's all. <laughs> Thank you. Keep up the good work. Sometimes I'm like, this is just your chance to come on and rate like a two-year-old. Like, yeah. it's totally fine. Like, like here's the... Here's the thing I understand yeah. is the eight-month moment window, uh, your child just screaming for an hour and a half, mm-hmm. and you being by yourself in your house while that's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, or maybe it was you screaming for an hour and a half. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Every day this week. Both. I have definitely been there. Mm-hmm. And I can remember Ellis not easily going into a nap and not napping and like me trying all the stuff to get him to go to sleep. And like the more he screamed, the more I would get to this like awful place of just crying of just Mm -hmm. like, why won't you? And like, and you're all by yourself. And like, I would like literally like wail out sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, because I was just so sad and so like, so Ah, oh, and I thought somebody's gonna call the police because it sounds like I'm in here screaming. Yeah. It's like I'm yelling at him. Right. I was just like you're just letting yelling, out steam. letting yeah. out the sadness and the. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. such a real place that you're in. Yeah, uh, and then you top that off with like uh, I have holes in my boots. And, and I have the cold, snow after it's oh. already. I remember when I went to college in New York. I remember when we had one bad winter, and that year it snowed in May, and I cried. Yeah, I cried, cried. because it was snowing in May. Yeah. I just couldn't take it anymore. Yeah, it's just like it's just like it. It's just like another sign of you're about to be isolated a little bit more. Yeah, can't go anywhere. Can't go anywhere. No, you're that, you can't do anything different. It's just still cold. Like it's yeah. just not. You're and so wet. ready for spring. You just want to be outside and have that option. <laughs> right. It just is a ugh place to be in. Yeah. And you're doing a remarkable job. You got to play group. Yeah. You still went to play group. Well, we, yeah. Good job. Good job. Yeah. That is that is a. Feet. Yeah. Speaking of feet. That is a God. God, no. That is actually really amazing that you did that. You are doing a good job. And yeah, hang in there. Yeah. Yeah. Be nice to yourself because you totally deserve it. You do. Yeah. You're doing a good job. Teresa. Yes. What did we learn today? (laughs) (laughs) We have learned that the universe is a dark and evil place <laughs> to parents. Um, well, I, I actually feel that I finally found something that Teresa kind of believes in that I believe in. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Even though she has like a much better perspective of why she believes in that. <laughs> For example, ghosts are just ghosts. Not me trying to deal with like, you know, moments of right. my past. True. Yeah. They are ghosts. <laughs> I like the the thing that the takeaway I think from our discussion is we're supposed to just shut our mouths all the time, <laughs> and we both know full well that but, neither of us are capable of that. Yeah, this this show has unleashed some horrible <laughs> karma into the universe. No, but you're right. What, okay, the true takeaway: there was this beautiful moment somewhere mm-hmm. in our discussion where Teresa did that like thing that she does, what? where she says something beautiful and honest. <laughs> And it usually results in me then going home and pondering it for a whole week. Uh, And that is, you know, you 
we deserve these really good moments. Mm -hmm. And these good moments are good. Yeah, in and of themselves. In and of themselves. And we have to, like, let go of it all of of expecting these things to be normal. Mm-hmm. And that sounds horrible, but it probably <laughs> in the long run is very freeing. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like, you're right. You don't know when they're going to come. Yeah. You don't know how long these moments are going to last. Yeah. So, yeah, enjoy them. Yeah. And accept their brevity. <laughs> and when you can't accept it anymore, keep your mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also learned that this is hard with our guest, and yeah. and she serves as such a good reminder that uh, laughing about the stuff, setting up realistic realistic expectations for yourself, mm-hmm. some some good routines. I, I just that these are all really important as we try and balance. All of the things we're supposed to be balancing yeah. every day. And I, I really thought my favorite thing that she said was just, we need to start saying out loud, this is fiction mm-hmm. at the Pottery Barn catalog and at the TV show, yeah. things like that. I mean, like, this yeah. is fiction on some level. There may be, like, hints of things that we can learn and and get value out of. Mm-hmm. But overall, this is not how the world looks. Right. This is not how the world works. And... Uh, our society in particular really wants you to think differently. Yep. I don't know why. Yeah, why? <laughs> why so that, that we'll buy more things, probably. I would still probably buy it. Because <laughs> who doesn't like no, buying things? No, you won't buy it unless you feel insufficient without oh, it. Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Parenting rife for for advertisers, uh, people who want you to buy things. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's a good takeaway, and we should ha- add that to our list of mantras that we do I every agree. day. It's a great one. Sometimes the things we teach our children, we should be teaching ourselves. Absolutely. Strange. We do have a meetup coming up. Uh, we talked a little bit about it last week. We're going to remind everybody that the Dallas-Fort Worth One Bad Mother meetup is coming up on Saturday, May 21st from noon to 2 p.m. at Eureka Park in Denton. They're going to have balloons so they can be easily spotted. And if anyone would like to join the subgroup, it is called OBMDFW on Facebook. Uh, they can also contact Jen Bensley, B-I-N-S-L-E-Y on Facebook if they would like more information. So that's exciting, guys. Very exciting. You can always send us uh, information about meetups that you want us to announce on the show to onebadmother at maximumfun.org. You can also send us show ideas there if you if you have some thoughts on some. You can share a personal or commercial message on the show. Just go to maximumfun.org slash jumbotron. All the info is there. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at One Bad Mothers, at Biz Ellis, and at Teresa Thorne. Um, and if you would review us on iTunes or tell a friend about the show, we would be forever in your debt. That's right. Everybody, you are doing an amazing job. This is hard, guys. <laughs> it's just really hard. Uh, not even, for me. Not it's for always Teresa. Always been easy for oh. me. Lightning strike, universal record scratch. Um, so, you know, whether you're taunting fate by celebrating all those victories that you're having uh, or not, this is still hard and you are doing a good job. And whatever you need to cling to to help you get through it, <laughs> we have your back on that. Yep. Teresa, yes. you are doing an amazing job. 
job. Thank you, Biz. So are you. Thank you. May I have a successful trip to the grocery store only once this week? Don't say it out loud. Ah! We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I got to load down Mama Blues. I got to load down Mama Blues. Got to load We'd like to thank Max Bunn, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, I throw down Mama's Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.